Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cody and I never had a legal marriage. Like, it was a spiritual marriage. And I don't know at what point our marriage is technically over because there was no real marriage contract. Cody and I were married for 26 years. This would have been our 27th wedding anniversary. It's a long time to be with somebody. We had a lot of great times. We have wonderful kids and We both are who we are today because of the marriage and the time that we had together, so it's not a failure. But I realize there's no real intimacy. I mean, sex has been something that has been missing for sure, but the intimacy of the marriage, it just wasn't there. Intimacy needs trust. Attraction, in my world, needs trust. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Sister Wives Edition. Y'all, I mean, I know that you guys know. Typically with these reality shows, they'll hit you in the first two episodes to really hook you in. And then, you know, season or episode three and four will start to lessen in the uh, drama and level of intrigue. I don't think we're getting that this season. I think we're going to be eating all season. And you know what? I'm going back to the buffet for seconds and thirds. Another good episode. Another good episode. God, I wish George Michael was here today to update Freedom 2022, (laughs) specifically for Christine. It would really be a real treat for me. So we start off this episode. Christine is still in Utah. She's on official late stage baby watch with McKelty and Tony. So she's at their place just, you know, waiting for McKelty to start crowning, I guess. So she does like self-filmed footage uh, in the room and she's talking about how, where we're at now. Okay. We're six months out from the, uh, we're not going to be intimate anymore conversation between Christine and Cody. And Christine says, it's actually the day of their anniversary, but she does not feel like a married woman anymore. She's let go. She's done over it. Kaput. No mas. Okay. Donezo. It's what their, it would have been rather <laughs> their 27th anniversary. And <sighs> this man is the conductor of the manipulation train the hats on and he's just going full steam ahead. He does not care 
who might be in his path, he's still going to keep on keeping on. So Cody fully admits to trying to manipulate everyone, (laughs) us, the entire world, into um, having Christine and he do joint uh, social media posts to recognize or acknowledge their anniversary. He says that it's like a little bit of a test, but it's also to protect his children. Okay, first of all, I mean, I know that there are like, you know, maybe starcasm, no shade, but like maybe there are occasional people who'd be like, oh my God, it is Cody and Christine's 27th wedding anniversary and neither of them posted. Ooh, what is that? I mean, this isn't the Kardashians, you guys, you know? This isn't the Kardashians, but uh, Cody seems to think so. So he's like, yeah, for our children, for my ego, um, Christine, can you post the social media happy anniversary thing? And she said, no. (laughs) For my anniversary, for our anniversary, I'm not going to pretend anymore. Okay, so I'm not going to put up a a post of us as a family looking happy, um, smiling in neutral colors. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So then Cody says that when Christine put her foot down about it, that was the first time he really took the fact that she wanted to uh, leave seriously. Y'all, this has been more than a month since Christine sat him down and said, I want to be free of you. And only now, when uh, push comes to shove with regard to appearances, does he understand that this might be an actual serious thing. But then he says, you know, I'm still trying to test her. And he starts to laugh. He starts to laugh. The closed captioning said chuckles. Chuckled. Oh, my God. He's evil. He's so evil. Then Cody says that he wants Christine to realize that the life that she's looking for isn't going to be any better than the one that she's got already. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think that may be something you're telling yourself, my guy, because hard disagree from everybody else but you. That, that, I'm chuckling. Put the closed caption on. Kara chuckled on that one. Girl, get out of here. Just by her face alone, you can tell that her quality of life has gone up so significantly by leaving you. It's emanating from without... For those of you who has watched Teen Mom, um, this really clicked with me with Sean, Sean of Jade and Sean, who for the entirety of their tenure on Teen Mom, Sean has been not sober. Okay. He recently went to rehab and he seems to be consistently like getting on the up and up and like really happy and working on himself. Thank God. But here's the thing. You don't realize when you only know somebody when they're using how much better they could look when they're clean. My God, the difference is palpable. (laughs) It looks so much better. And obviously, like, should I be comparing uh, Cody to, uh, you know, methamphetamine? Yeah, probably. Now that I think about it, probably. Um, Christine's clean and it is showing. That's my point. So then Christine says in a confessional that she does not want to wear her wedding rings anymore and that they were starting to feel like a noose around her. And then Christine tells a story about how, you know, three months ago when they had the no more intimacy conversation and she effectively kicked him out of her bedroom, she went to her bedroom and took the rings off. And then, like, even when she's retelling the story, her the relief that is coming off of her body just oh like she's sinking into herself and she's like you guys it felt so good to take them off I'm like thinking yeah I mean considering my sister wife's closet there may have been like some sort of uh metals leaching into your skin for the past 15 years I don't know I don't know that may have helped that may have helped too but emotionally I'm sure it felt good so then Christine's like I don't really know when I can say that Cody and I's relationship was over because we were never really married legally. It was just a spiritual marriage. So I guess I can count the breakup as, you know, when I kicked his ass out of my bedroom, maybe. 
And then, you know, she kind of reminisces on the good times as, hey, listen, it wasn't all bad. I was in love with this guy. We were happy. We had great kids. It wasn't all bad. And I want to, like, keep those memories. But the other side of that is there's no intimacy. It's not just that they're not, you know, it's that they're not doing this, you know, from an emotional standpoint either. You got to, you know, to, to my, you know, and also to my heart. Cody again gives us his excuse, which is that he felt betrayed and he felt like there was no trust and without trust, there's no attraction. And that's all well and good. Like everybody would be like, I totally get that if it wasn't Cody. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like he's saying the right words, but the fact that they're from him, it's bullshit. Sure. A lot of people don't want to feel intimate with somebody that they don't trust, but you don't trust her for stupid reasons like you don't trust her for reasons that exist in the realm of rational thinking so you know what am I supposed to do with that statement Cody I don't know because Cody says that he basically got angry because Christine wasn't doing what he wanted and in his words she was ruining plural marriage for him and so he just felt like well I'm not going to be intimate with you until you get this straight so then Cody's like you know Maybe I I shouldn't have been so harsh about that. Maybe I should have asked her to uh, try and work on some things instead of casting her out into the land of uh, misfit vaginas, never to be, excuse my language, toyed with again. You know what I mean? But also, like, this is laughable. Like, the fact that he's still ruminating on what could have been and how he could have done things differently, or maybe if I change this now, or maybe if I can uh, get her to lie to the entire world that we're still together, maybe something will work. He, Christine is so far past this situation. It is laughable. Kara chuckled again. Christine says in a confessional that she's like ready to go ready to go like the chicks ready 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 to run and all christine's ready to do is have some fun okay what's all this talk about love cody (laughs) oh i feel like christine would really love the chicks like get into those first two albums listen to earl blast it high in that minivan christine and just let let the emotion wash over you please 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 um so then christine's just like i i'm ready to get out to Utah. I'm ready for my life to start sooner. I'm just like ready, 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 ready. So Cody says in a confessional that they ended up, he and Christine, not even talking on their anniversary. And it's just, quote, sort of an affirmation that things are done. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Okay. But then he says, I'm still kind of wondering what's going on because Christine hasn't told the other wives yet. And then he just like, shout out to the producers. Okay. One second. Shout out to these producers because you guys, whoever is having to do these interviews, confessionals with Cody Brown is a genius. They're asking all the right questions. Um, you know, I don't think this would take much encouragement, but they're able to um, lull him into a sense of security in which he thinks that the things that he is saying about his relationship uh, are um, sensical, um logical um not not chuckle worthy and i appreciate you guys for doing the real work like because i don't know how they're able to ask these questions and hear cody's answers and not just burst out laughing in his face like you guys are really doing the real work here so cody's like i just don't know if christine's really taking this seriously because the other sister wives don't know you know I bet her kids know, though. Her kids. I bet her kids know, though. I bet, you know, I bet those in the rumor mill know. Okay. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> everybody, everybody else but you, Robin and her kids, and Mary. Is that the rumor mill? Because that's what it seems like. So then everybody has a video chat. The four wives, well, the three wives and Christine and Cody. And actually, the two wives... Christine and Mary and Cody. That might be the most accurate one. Um, so they all have a video chat. Of course, Robin and Cody are together. Shocking that they could fit in the same square. 
because of the neck or whatever. But anyway, Christine says something about how, yeah, like we're going to be talking about the fact that the schools have opened back up and whatnot. Cody, you could see him put his hand up. Like he has a visceral physical reaction to her, Christine's confidence and her like, listen we're filming a show here right like they know that they have to do this video chat they know why they're on this video chat the producers told them hey we're gonna talk about like whether or not some of your kids are going to school now that you can do in person right so clearly christine's just repeating this for the audience and even that cody interprets as christine trying to be miss independent and then oh she's trying to run this conversation like you guys all know what the conversation is she's just simply saying the words to introduce the scene like he he can't stand to see christine be confident it actually physically bothers him it's actually really not funny. It's sick, but it's so absurd that I'm laughing. Because he says something about how, like, he's, she's not submitting to the family, which basically means that she's not the broken woman that I'm used to her being. And now I am taking that as she feels like she's too good for everybody else. <laughs> which, honestly, I think he genuinely feels. Cody brought Christine into this family for the sole purpose of her being the uh, peacemaker and just like the suck up and take it and smile. And now she's not doing it. And it sickens him. So we find out that Janelle is actually in North Carolina because Savannah has been doing online school. Obviously, they've been planning on going to visit Maddie and Caleb for a couple months now. Um, Cody told her she can make her choices and what she wants to do and where she wants to go. And that's why she's there. Okay. Obviously it goes without saying that Cody's reaction to Janelle traveling is so vastly different than his reaction to Christine. It's the height of hypocrisy. He basically is like, yeah, I actually kind of wish that I was there, but I'm going to have to be there um, you know, by proxy through Janelle. Nothing, there, there's no uh, hint of anger or um, whatever. He's like lighthearted about the whole thing. And it's just because Janelle submits to him in whatever arbitrary way he feels, you know, strokes his ego. And so what she does is totally fine. Now, Christine doing the exact same thing is like the biggest atrocity that could ever happen to this family and she needs to be punished. <laughs> it's wild to me. And we all know like half of the reason is because his uh, boyfriend-in-law, Caleb is there and, and they're like, true girl. Like I, <laughs> the crush that he has on this significantly younger man, his son-in-laws, it's interesting to say the least. Anyway, Janelle tells them that Savannah's going to continue doing online school. She likes it. That's her vibe. Good for her, right? And obviously, we don't have to worry about Mary, Leon, a grown-ass adult. You know, we're good on that front. I can't remember if I mentioned this. Not everybody's going to know this, so I'm just going to tell you guys that... Um, uh, Mary's child now goes by Leo or Leon, I believe, uh, uses he, him pronouns. So even though, you know, uh, we are hearing them use Leon's former name, I'm just going to call him Leon. So then Robin actually says something pretty shocking in the fact that like, she is able to speak about one of the older kids without throwing them under the bus. And apparently we find out that she has a great relationship with McKelty. Now, of course we find out the reason why she has such a great reason, uh, relationship with McKelty is because before she and Cody got married, McKelty moved in with Robin to help with raising her children. How old was McKelty at this point? Probably not even old enough to have a legal job without a parent's permission. 
we're talking about like human trafficking here is what I'm hearing. Like, I don't mean to be an alarmist, but um, moving a teenager into your home to care for your children doesn't seem legal to me. I don't know, but okay. But of course, the real takeaway here is that um, Robin has a close relationship with McKelty because uh, McKelty did what she needed her to do, which is raise her kids. That's wild. The only reason why she has a good relationship with her is because McKelty served a very significant purpose in her life. She was able to exploit. (laughs) Do they not hear what they're saying here? (laughs) So because Christine is in Utah on baby watch with McKelty, Robin is also trying to figure out how to get there. But I think her version of, I'm trying to figure out how to get there is her just saying, I'm going to try and figure out how to get there and then not actually doing it. So everybody goes around and it's decided that basically all the kids are going to continue to do online school, except for Isabel, who is a senior. And I think this is like April. So only a couple weeks left of the school year anyway. Um, Isabel obviously knows that she's going to be moving to North Carolina. So she wants to spend the last few weeks of school that she has with her friends. Fair enough, right? Christine asks Cody if Isabel doing in-person school means that Cody um, is not going to be able to come over to the house anymore. And he's like, well, you know, I don't know, because her being in school is not like going to the grocery store. It's like, you know, it's going to be in her, her in a room with other people for several hours as if we don't know how school works. (laughs) But okay, I mean, just another excuse that Janelle actually tries to speak up for. She says, I just feel like, well, I guess it's up to you, Cody. But then Chris, uh, Janelle says in a confessional that it just sucks for Isabel. It really sucks for Izzy to be in a position where she has to choose between her dad and her friends because she feels like it's ridiculous. And then this idiot Cody says in a confessional he feels like Christine and Janelle are trying to pin him down and play like to catch a predator COVID hypocrisy edition on him. And he just doesn't want to say anything. So he's trying to be like a secret agent man and just be cool because they're these two bitches are trying to get you, sir. In his mind, he genuinely thinks that if he says, I would like to see Isabel in person, that they're going to be like, oh, see, you changed the rules. No, idiot. They want you to see the kid. All of your kids. Your kid wants to see you. They want you to have a relationship with your child. They're not trying to catch you in any hypocrisy. And and so your rules to just be like, I'm going to continue to stay away from my child. Then, of course, we go back to Cody's greatest hits of him blaming Christine for traveling and saying that's the reason why he can't see his kids. And then he makes some passive aggressive comments about how, you know, if Isabel wants to see her kids, you know, everybody can do whatever they want. Like, what? Like, really? Let's get into our mind here and think, does this teenage girl want to spend her time with her friends who like her and she's never going to see again or stay her ass at home on the off chance that her dad might feel like coming over on a day that he doesn't feel portrayed by her mother for some stupid reason um or you know solomon i don't know gets a hangnail or something or god knows what So Janelle then asks a million dollar question of like, Cody, what is normal for you? Now that could be a question that we ask about every aspect of his life, but we'll just keep it to COVID at this point. At what point would the transmission rate be low enough that you feel comfortable seeing your children? Um, When is enough? When is enough for you? Because they're going to have pretty strict foot, covid protocols at the school she'll be wearing a mask you know at what point 
Then Janelle says in a confessional that realistically, what are the chances of Cody getting COVID from one person who's being very secure and says, listen, I know that I'm crossing the line and even asking him, but I have to stand up for the situation. Cody tells them that he's waiting until he's sure that he can't give it to other people and that he's not really concerned about himself, even though, you know, there are some health goals. (laughs) There are some health goals that I've been wanting to achieve recently. Okay. Okay. What is this? April of 2021? I feel like I was vaccinated at that point. Get the vaccination, bro. Get the vaccination. Cody actually says that he feels like Janelle and Christine are being snotty and that he's tired of it. So then Robin says in a confessional that she can understand where Isabel's coming from, but she also feels like going back to school is really, really stupid. Okay, well, you know what? I think the fact that you don't um, do anything normal with your eyebrows is really stupid okay i think the fact that you um, continue to draw attention to that huge neck of yours without seeking medical attention is stupid i think you tying yourself to a man who is spiraling into fits of rage over his uh failed relationships is stupid the fact that you uh continue to blame these women instead of looking at the common denominator which is the man who's in your house is stupid we can all think, say that things are stupid, Robin. You got your stupid list and I got mine. Now, Christine tells everybody that Isabel and Gwendolyn are actually still in Flagstaff while she's up in Utah. And so Cody is like, oh, Christine, have you spoken to Isabel? Because, like, I knew she was going to school and, uh, you know, you were supposed to set up getting a test for her or something. So have you talked to her, tried to facilitate that at all? And Christine says, uh... Uh, no, she's got the link to get the test. She's 17 years old. She's perfectly capable of scheduling a COVID test for herself. But then Cody says in a confessional that this is just another example of Christine rejecting everything we used to do. Because normally, Christine would have set the test up so I could see Isabel while she was gone. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash everyone's business. Is there like a reason why you can't do it? Uh, is there a reason why you can't even ask Isabel? Like you're asking Christine if she's talked to Isabel. This is all about Isabel meeting with you. So why does Christine need to be involved? If you want to see her, text her, call her, say, hey, sweetie, have you gotten a test so I can see you? Your mom said she's out of town. 
Maybe it would be unreasonable to ask the woman who's in an entirely different state trying to care for our other kid who's literally crowning at this point. Um, Like, you can't even ask her? Everything has to go through Christine. All of your interactions with your children have to go through Christine. In his mind. (laughs) He bears no responsibility for a single thing. Not a thing. So even though it would be pretty unreasonable to have Christine do any bit of planning for this, because he's perfectly capable, Christine actually tells us that before she left, she told Isabel, hey, I think your dad might want to see you. Or actually, she told Cody, like, you know, to reach out about getting together. And he didn't. He did not text Isabel. He didn't call. He didn't do shit. So she feels like it's unreasonable for the girls to be sitting at home testing themselves day after day on, again, the off chance that Cody might feel like coming around for 15 minutes. Robin tries to play trickster about how, oh, well, I was just going to wait and see what everybody else was doing before I made a decision on my kids. But then they basically, both of them just say that they already told Brianna and Solomon that they're going to keep them in online school so that they can be home and present with their daddy. So why she even said that is beyond me. She's such a, such a fucking liar, Camille. You really are. What we're hearing is that Cody requested that his two children that he loves not go to school so that he can maintain a relationship with them, but he doesn't even call or text Isabel and basically says that she can do whatever the hell she wants with regard to going back to school. Christine says in a confessional that Isabel would love a call or text or anything at all, messenger pigeon, um, session out at Coyote Pass to chop some wood, anything at all would be great for Isabel, but she's not getting it from him. Not from him. And she actually would be perfectly fine if he said, hey, I love you so much that I want you to stay um, home and do online school so that I can see you more consistently. So it's not even like Isabel's really choosing. It's the fact that he's not choosing that is forcing her to choose her own happiness. Because her dad's not doing a damn thing. Cody basically then calls Brianna a nerd and says that compared to Isabel, Brianna's not nearly as social. And that from his perspective, Isabel told him that she wanted to be her around her friends. So he just didn't say anything else. Again, just a passive person to his own life and his own victimhood. So Janelle speaks up again and says, Cody, like you can still see Isabel. You can go outside. You can stand six feet apart. And this bitch says in a confessional, well, you know, it's just kind of like, um, you know, inconvenient. I mean, like it's still cold sometimes. Like, you know, it was snowing when we started this uh, meeting. <laughs> you know so like yeah i mean I, I like i could i could try and see my kids it's just that it's like a little inconvenient for me you know and it's a little chilly you know it's just just a little chilly outside then cody says something about how basically to him the younger kids are more of a priority than the older ones and he's bitter because of what he feels like is happening to him and then Cody says in the video chat that he just feels like the teenagers don't need him like the preteens do, like truly does, truly so excited to see him. And so he's trying to foster that relationship. And Robin, this whole time, has been in that square, like, you know how, like, a ventriloquist will move the dummy's uh, eyes back and forth, like, ooh, what's going on here? Like, ooh, this is scary. That was Robin the whole time. She dares not say anything to this man And then she acts like a victim to him. Mary says in a confessional, I agree with Cody that the younger kids need him. But I also agree that all of the kids need their father. And sometimes I just wonder if he realizes that. Well, you don't have to wonder. He doesn't realize that. He doesn't. So then Robin says in a confessional, you know, I don't want to criticize Cody, but, you know, I just... I disagree. I think the kids need their parents for the rest of their lives. And I know for a fact that some of our older kids need their dad. So at this point, Janelle realizes that this conversation is pointless. And she's like, you know what? Um, One of Madison's kids is crying. I think I can hear something shuffling in the background. Gotta go. 
See ya later. And that's the end of that video chat. Christine says that after getting off that phone call, she's got more unanswered questions than answered ones. And she's wondering if the decision to go back to school is going to be all on Isabel because that's really a lot to put on a kid. It really, really is. The choice between their father and their friends. And then we get some sad scenes with Mary. I, I'm just going to tell you guys. I, I lost my father suddenly um, and unexpectedly. And so I can't talk about this. It was very triggering for me. I cannot talk about um, what Mary, what we saw of Mary. It was just a little too close to home. So we're going to move past uh, her in the car because I can't do it. We're just going to move on to everybody's reaction. First of all, rest in peace, Bonnie. You seemed like a very, very sweet lady that everybody really loved. But the thing that stood out to me is that everybody else had these really nice personal stories about Bonnie, like Christine talking about how when her mother left the church, Bonnie was really trying to foster a connection between Christine and her mom and be like, don't shut your mom out. And so that was really special for her. Janelle said something about how, you know, their community is kind of matriarchal. So when, you know, a wife dies, it's like a really big deal. And then Robin, which is all the only thing that I ever hear her saying is, her um, litmus test as to who is good and bad in this family is whether or not they welcomed her into the family when she came into it. That's all she can say. Not a personal story, not like anything. Like she was just a real sweet lady who welcomed me into the family. And that is really all it takes for Robin. I don't know. It just is so selfish to me that that's like the through line with everybody is like whether or not they welcomed her. Did you welcome yourself into the family, Robin? Did you welcome yourself? Let's talk about it. Rest in peace, Bonnie. So then finally, over in Utah, McKelty has gone into labor. Christine has arranged to have uh, Robin via video chat so that she can watch the whole thing. So Christine tells us at one point that the decision to not have Cody there has nothing to do with her. Her name is Bennett. She ain't in it. That was absolutely McKelty's choice. She would have been totally accommodating to Cody being there. She would have been great. Would not have been an issue. This was totally, totally McKelty's choice. So she says, McKelty says that the reason why she didn't want her dad there is because she just didn't really feel comfortable uh, with her, you know, busting it wide open with amniotic fluid coming out of her. That's that's basically it. And I think that's totally fair. Um, then she says that she's closest in terms of the moms to her mom, Christine and Robin, and not so much with Janelle and Mary. And listen, this is her birth. It's her first baby. She wants everything that she wants and nothing that she doesn't. And so that's why the other moms aren't there either. Her her baby her rules, and I feel you. So, did you guys think it was weird when they set up the, you know, video Skype or whatever for uh, Robin, and McKelty tells her, as she's, like, breathing through her contractions and all of this, like, this is a really important, probably the most important time in McKelty's life. She's about to give birth to her first baby, She's having the contractions. Everything's happening. Her placenta or whatever. something Things are softening. I don't know. Things are widening. Preparing for liftoff. Okay? I know that much. And in this moment, McKelty still knew to tell Robin, Hey, girl, you're going to be on a video chat, a.k.a. Uh, we're filming. Uh, you should take a shower and put some clothes on. Why did she feel the need to tell her that? What's going on there, Robin? What's going on? Because if anybody in this room knows what happens at your house, it's McKelty, apparently. So she, you know, spent all those months doing child labor for you. Why would she feel the need to tell you that, Robin? Do you need to be told to take a shower? I, I have never been told by, like, an, like, a young, anybody, anybody in my adult age to take a shower as if I wouldn't know to do that myself. So what's going on? 
Why did they, you know, they left that in for a reason. What's happening? Do you think it's because of the neck? Do you think it's like, you know, I know it's going to take her an extra five minutes more than anybody else to like wash, scrub and exfoliate the neck. And then it's like a whole thing trying to put a shirt on and pick the, pick out the right one, you know, cause the goiter is, you know, moody. So depending on the day, who knows what's happening? So maybe that's why, maybe that's why just, uh, you know, spray on some bath and body works. We know that you've got, uh, what the, <laughs> the Victoria's secret love spell. We think Robin's a love spell girl, don't we? Who do we think Robin is in terms of the Bath and Body Works sense? What do you think? I'm not like super well versed in Bath and Body Works. I I only know from like the early 2000s era. What do we think she is? Do we think she's like the the cucumber? I don't think she's a cucumber. She's definitely not a Moonlight Path because I'm a Moonlight Path girl, and we're not like the other girls, and that's just the truth. We're more refined. And mysterious. Um, ooh, she's got to be like the raspberry, right? Gotta be. You guys, I've since spiraled and I'm looking up the, um, <laughs> the, um, scents from the early 2000s, uh, Bath and Body Works. And I'm just going to tell you guys which ones that I think the sister wives are. Not a single one of you asked. I'm sure if you're not interested, and I'm sure many of you are, um, just skip ahead like 30 seconds. And I'm going to tell you which sense I think the housewives are, or excuse me, the sister wives are. So yeah, I'm going to give Sun Ripen Raspberry to Robin. I think I might give... Ooh, Janelle seems like a simple woman, but she also seems like she would like something more like woodsy. You know what I mean? Um, so maybe there's not like two woods. I don't know. I may, I might give, I might give, uh, Janelle like a warm vanilla sugar. She, she might like that. It's like a little bit, mm, I don't know. I might give her a warm vanilla sugar. Um, Mary... I'm going to give Freesia just, you know, cause it's like, who goes for Freesia? Um, and then, Ooh, what would Christine be? What would Christine be? She might be the classic. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go back and say that, um, that Mary's Juniper Breeze. Mary's Juniper Breeze for sure. And then I think, Ooh, I, th- I think Christine might be Sweet Pea. Or the pea berry, or whatever it's called, sweet pea. Yeah, I think she might be that. Okay, okay, I feel better now. Anyway, Christine talks about Robin's relationship with McKelty and how they just bonded when Robin first joined the family, and how she'll always respect Robin for that. So, another very interesting thing is that Robin keeps acting like the older kids are banded against her and. They never really liked her. And now that we're seeing, they are. And just like I talked about last week, Robin saying, you know, oh, I thought we were going to be, you know, I, I thought I would get the full benefits of sister wives and that they would be able to help me raise my kids, even though Christine expressly got upset when Robin hired a babysitter all these years ago. Now to find out that, like, where was I going with this? <laughs> Oh, that that Christine actually treasures Robin and McKelty's relationship and like is actively fostering it and actively making sure that Robin is seeing everything and, um, you know, participating in this moment. It just really calls into question all these times where Robin suggests that uh, Christine and the other wives are actively keeping their children away from her. Like, Christine is thrilled to be doing this for Robin. So where's the disconnect? Because it's looking to me like, despite the fact that Christine is definitely without a doubt jealous of Robin when she first entered the family, uh, that jealousy was completely justified because look at where we are now. And also, um, Christine, even like through her jealousy, rose above for the sake of their kids, to have a relationship with Robin. So imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She's a liar. Liar, liar, neck on fire. Like, sometimes Robin would act like... Christine was like holding all her children back with one arm and like trying to stab Robin with a knife with her other like, get back, get back, sea wench. And this could be nothing of the sort, nothing of the sort. Oh my God. So Tony's really nervous. He's so nervous. He is scratching his feet, getting his little foot flakes all over the bed where um, his wife is about to give birth for the first time. And um, he's really going through it. He's really going through it. Then the wives will start talking about home births versus hospital births. The Cody says that the reason why all the wives started doing home births is his mama. Apparently his mom did hospital births for all of her kids. And then suddenly when it was time for Cody to have kids, she wanted the women to do it at home. So Mary had Leon at home. Uh, Robin, I think... She said, oh, yeah, that she had all her kids at home except for Aurora, who was plunged into the depths of some uh, baby pool or something like that. Christine says that she had all of her kids at home except for Truly, and she seems equally happy with both experiences. The only thing, person who really was like, hell yeah, home births are like the way to go, was Janelle, who says that she had her kids half and half and... The home birth, in terms of recovery especially, was way better than the hospital. So she could not recommend it more. Tony has worked himself into a first parent, first father hysteria. And he has convinced himself that there is like a very high likelihood that he is going to drop this baby. He says, listen, babies are slippery when they come out. There's all the fluid and stuff and poop and like... What if the, what if the baby slips? What if I just think the baby stinks and I drop her? (laughs) Okay. So the producer asked Tony, do you have any sort of contingency plan to quell your fears about dropping the baby? He's like, no, no, Uh, just a pillow, just a pillow and a prayer. Well, McKelty looks to be having um, pretty intense contractions. At one point, Tony does a barrel roll because, okay. The setup is, there's the bed. McKelty's not on the bed. She's on the one side of the bed, on the floor. So that's where all the action's happening. Christine's there, the midwife's there, McKelty's there on the ground. <laughs> and and Tony's mom. So, rather than Tony just walking around the bed to get to McKelty, he decides to yeet himself onto the bed. <laughs> A full tuck and roll. <laughs> Tony's a very strange person. He really, really is. Robin is on the computer telling McKelty to breathe through her nose. McKelty's like, did you say nipples? My nipples? Like, girl, no. I'm like, I know you're going through it, but like, you know, let's let's think here. Um, That poor girl is in labor for 22 hours. 22! Before her water even begins to break. The midwife is talking about how she's eight centimeters dilated and we find out that eight centimeters can quickly go to 10. Once you're in the eight zone, things just ratchet up from there real quick. And I'm doing Kegels subconsciously as I'm watching this. Maybe, maybe I'm doing them right now. I just like, Ooh, two centimeters, 10 centimeters in a day, 10 centimeters over the course of 22 hours just seems like a lot, but like going 
two centimeters in the matter of minutes just seems like real painful. Ooh, there's another keel. So things are really getting turned up. Uh, Robin says that even though this is Christine's baby, McKelty's also her baby, and it's just really hard to watch your baby in pain. And um, Christine is even going so far, like I said, to take pictures. Because, you know, the cameramen are not showing McKelty, you know, you know. Uh, so they're shooting from, like, so you can see everything. But, and so Christine's even taking pictures to show Robin on the computer from her phone to the computer to, so that Robin can know where McKelty's at physically and encourage her in kind, like really going above and beyond. She's making sure the computer can see is at the right angles, like really, really kind. So they get to pushing and it's, you know, not great because they find out that uh, once the head gets out, Avalon's head gets out. They see that the cord is wrapped around her like three or four times. And now she's like turtling back into McHelty and out, in and out, in and out. So she's having to push real hard to make sure that they can get her shoulders out and then really get going. I mean, it seems like things were very scary, but also it was like a brief thing. It, you know, she didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that. Um, that baby, those cheeks, my God. What a cutie. What an absolute cutie. Um, Avalon was born. Beautiful little baby. Amen. Hair. Like its parents. And, and God bless her for it. <laughs> as soon as she gets out, Tony goes, she fit inside of you? That whole thing fit inside of you? <laughs> One thing about Tony is he's going to ask a dumb question. And he will ask it with no sense of irony whatsoever. And I appreciate him for that. I do. I find him very annoying and I would not want to be around him. But I appreciate that he, he keeps the conversation moving. <laughs> if you will. Um, apparently, McKelty only pushed for 10 minutes, which is very good. So good for her. Um, Christine says that she's watched two of Madison's kids be born in person and... The only difference between watching your non-biological kid be born or have a baby versus your biological kid is that she said she felt more uh, nervous about McKelty's pain than she did for Madison. But once the babies were born, the emotions and the feelings were all the same. And, you know, God bless. God bless him for that. Um, so now, yeah, we're in April of 2021. We're really chugging along here. I'm, I'm surprised. I fully thought we would be in January tops. So I'm, I'm super, super excited. Uh, it looks like next week, Christine gathers the other wives to tell them that she is officially leaving. I am so excited. Fingers crossed I should have a guest. I'm going to have to confirm with them right after I record this, but ooh, I'm excited, you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. We'll be back next week. If you want to listen to me uh, later this week, I'll be doing a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills uh, recap. And things are really heating up over there. So check it out. Love you.